Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, what Darvin Ham said about LeBron James and his role for the Lakers this season. Plus, uh, can you guess who's joining the show in a matter of minutes? That's right, it's the big fella. It's Carl Anthony Towns himself, fresh off of signing his new contract. And we didn't see them last season. Kawhi, Zion, they are back. So which of their teams is going to go further in the postseason? We will discuss NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. So, Mr. Darvin Ham, he is the 28th head coach in Lakers history, and six of his predecessors, they went on to win championships. So, if Mr. Ham is going to become the seventh, he's going to have to follow in the direct footsteps of his coaching predecessor, and that was Frank Vogel. So, the 2020 Lakers, they're the only team in franchise history to win a title the next season after missing the playoffs. But a little bit of good news for Darvin Ham. He still has one Mr. LeBron James wearing purple and gold. And Ham, he was on with our friends on All the Smoke, and he talked about his expectations for LeBron in his 20th NBA season. Take a listen. Well, he's conquered everything, but again, we talk about sacrifice. And first thing people think about is sacrificing scoring output or shots or something like that. No, sacrificing making selfless plays. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have the ball pushing it in the break, are you willing to sprint to your spot and open up a lane for your teammate? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to sprint and open up an open shot for your teammate? Are you willing to box out even though you're not going to get that damn rebound? Mm -hmm. But you're putting a body on a body mm -hmm. so, so your man can come in and, right. and scoop it up and we can get going with our pace. So that's the thing I'm thinking about. About, and my hat's off to him, seeing him when he first came in the league and all the pressure that was put, so-called pressure that was put on him. He's, he's risen to the occasion time and time again. And uh, he is wholeheartedly deserving deserving to be in that GOAT conversation. Absolutely. He's top five that are alive, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I'm thrilled to be able to coach him and uh, going to try to learn from him, going to try to show him what I see mm -hmm. and uh, hold everybody accountable because those are three words I stand on and live by. Gotcha. It's going to be even more so with this team. Competitiveness, togetherness, and accountability. Mm -hmm. So we have a whole lot to unpack there from Darvin Hammond. We have just the people to do it. We have our reporter covering the Lakers, Dave McMiniman, our analyst, Roz Gold on Wude, and senior writer, Zach Lowe, is joining us as well. So, Zach, I'm going to start with you here. Um, everyone's favorite question, greatest of all time, MJ or LeBron? I'm totally kidding. Don't, 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 don't answer that. What are the Lakers' expectations for LeBron? What are your expectations for him going into this season here? Yeah, I don't really know what sacrifice means for LeBron James on this right. Lakers team because if it means giving the ball up to other people, 
I'm not sure that's a good idea. I kind of want LeBron to have the ball basically all the time, every possession, run the show. What Darvin said about rebounding, boxing out, all the tough, gritty stuff, I think that's important. I think the Lakers, as currently constructed, they're going to need to dial in on all that stuff with all their guys, not just LeBron. That's about everybody because their depth is, once again, a little bit suspect. The fit between their three best players or their three stars, anyway, is a little bit suspect. So I think they're all going to need to dial that up but as far as LeBron his role changing at all he's still going to be the maestro and they need him to be the maestro because they don't got another maestro near his level mm. and you know even though the Lakers didn't necessarily have a, a great season last year LeBron James still brought leadership um, through a compelling and captivating individual season being almost winning the scoring champ uh, championship but I think the biggest key for him and for the other two of the big three in Anthony Davis and in Russell Westbrook would be leadership by availability mm. and that's going to be so key you know I mean they're all three of them are generational talents when you lose a generational talent the team's going to struggle so the key there is making sure that people can get their rotations right making sure that people know where their shots are coming from and giving coach Darvin Ham a chance to build chemistry around his new system the, the thing is I, I, I hear you Roz but I'm kind of with what Zach is saying about I, I'm not totally sure what sacrifice means when you're talking about LeBron James but I do know this Dave you've been around LeBron since 2014 and I don't think that any expectations that Darvin has for LeBron that Rob Palenka has for LeBron that Jeannie has for LeBron are higher than the expectations that he sets for himself so what is he thinking as he heads into this year 20. Yeah, Malika, it comes down to whatever he has to do to get back into the postseason. Now, I remember in 2019, it was the first time LeBron missed the playoffs since his second year in the league in Cleveland. He watched literally every single playoff game of all the other teams involved. And he said it was both an exciting experience, but also painful to see that and not be a part of it. It happened again this year. And not only did he watch the games this year, but he was getting on Twitter and having conversations about what he was seeing. It's going to be about managing his his body managing his team to get there and give himself a chance yeah. he wants to add that fifth ring you know I don't know if this Lakers team as currently constructed will be in a position to win a championship but if he gets in the tournament you know, we'll see what happens and it's funny I actually just spoke with Darvin Ham this week on the, the VC show with yes. Carter, his yeah. podcast and it, it spoke to what you were saying about LeBron's expectations for himself yeah and him playing in the Drew League Darvin actually liked it he thought it was a good sign mm. um, sometimes you know when you're on the staff or your coach you're worried that your star player might get hurt he said seeing LeBron at the Drew with nothing to have to prove to anyone showed him one that he still loves the game the pureness of it and that he's still hungry yeah absolutely I mean the way that they were playing defense I wasn't concerned about <laughs> anyone getting hurt in that game but that's what he was proclaiming to you he made sure that you heard him say I'm healthy there was no healthy. mincing that message that he was he was giving there yeah 100% healthy the only people complaining about LeBron in the Drew League is Mr. Zach Lowe who said oh what's he doing playing 40 minutes in a summer game come on oh, Zach come no on summer fun for you I'm just trying to be basketball. safe I'm just trying to be safe I want him in the NBA he's a man of the people now well if they want to get back to the playoffs if the Lakers want to get back to the playoffs LeBron James offensively he's going to have to have a little something to do with that so LeBron 1,326 points away from passing Kareem's all-time scoring record the record for points in a 20th season 
It is 17 and a half by Kobe Bryant. And at that pace, it would take LeBron 76 games. So he would need to stay healthy all year long. LeBron's lowest scoring year was just under 21 points per game, his rookie year. And so at that pace, it would take him 64 games. So we're looking at sometime beginning of March by that measure. But at his current average of around 27 a game, it would take him 49 to pass Kareem, which I think would be sometime around the end of January. You see me doing all that math in there? Um, everyone at home, hit record. Save this because oh, I like predictions <laughs> and bringing them back, except when I have to make them. Um, Zach, with all of those numbers, is the backdrop. When do you see LeBron breaking the all-time scoring record? I don't know. You want me to pick a specific yes, game where he's going to bring the, break yeah, the all-time scoring record? Uh, game. game. <laughs> Game 53 of the season. I mean, I really don't care, but he's going to do it inevitably, and it's going to reorient a discussion about his place in history in ways we can talk about later. I think it will be an incredible accomplishment, but if you're pinning me down, game 53. I have no idea why. Shrug emoji it is then. Ross? <laughs> what is it? The price is right. You get the closest yeah, without closest going, without over. going <laughs> over. We're playing so, price is right. One dollar. One dollar. No, no, no. I, I'm actually really close with you, 51, and the way I thought about this was, you know, he was going for the scoring championship last season so that's about 30 points per game that he averaged I expect to see I hope to see more availability and consistent productivity from guys like Russ and AD so I'd, I'd imagine that point total goes down and that's a good thing for the team hmm. so even if he's still you know dropping 26 points per game 25 points per game I'm around that 50 game range to around all-star weekend is that enough for you Malika I think I will accept that as a little bit more than a shrug emoji uh, Dave? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try to make uh... Uh, the computer Kevin Pelton of the ESPN.com NBA staff proud here <laughs> so LeBron's about 1326 points away from passing the record at 25 points per game that's 53 games but I mean you have to expect him not to play all 82 let's be conservative say he plays 80 percent wow. of the games add in 11 more games 53 64 games into the season so wherever that will land uh, i think that will be post all-star okay. break post all-star break lebron and he'll try to do it at home of course if he has any control over so it. zach was 53 i was 51 you're 64. that's right cool. and saved recorded <laughs> um all right lakers as a whole because i'm not making a prediction on this you guys already okay. lost me uh they have more championships 17 than seasons where they have actually missed the playoffs that's at 12. so i want to play a little bit of a fill in the blank here okay the lakers they will finish mm -hmm. blank in the West, Ross. I could see the Lakers as a top four team. You know, I, I think the – so if I look at how we – In the Pacific Division. <laughs> and here's where why I say this. Ooh. I think that the Warriors, the Warriors, I think they could run it back. I think the Grizzlies are going to continue to – They're coming. You know, take forward progress, and they're motivated. I expect to see growth from teams like the Clippers, who with all their talent could make a big jump. The Pelicans, I expect to see growth. But the rest – you guys gave me an eye. The rest of the West have a lot of question marks and gaps to fill. Suns? There's a number of them. Each team has question marks beyond those four okay. for me. Players that they lost to free agency, shifting movement. So I think there's an opportunity, if that talent can get it together, that they could possibly get to a four seed. That's where I have them at. Dave? I think with health and filling out the roster and the requisite manner between now and training camp, I could see them in the six to eight range, competing with teams like Portland and San Antonio towards the end of the playoff ladder, uh, New Orleans low. Pelicans. <laughs> Uh, four I, I would very much surprise me, but, you know, bet against LeBron James and Anthony Davis at your own peril. Yeah, absolutely. Zach? If they're all healthy? 
Uh, look, I'm taking this question as they are constructed now, meaning Russell Westbrook is on the team, Correct. not Kyrie Irving, not Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, whatever. As of now, I'm going seventh. And that sounds pessimistic, but remember where they finished last year. Russ, AD, and LeBron, even when they were healthy, didn't work last year. Golden State, Clippers, Denver, Phoenix, mm. Memphis, Minnesota's improved. Mm. New Orleans is improved. Yep. Portland is solid. Dallas. Up and down the line. Dallas. Do they have the upside? Dude, Dallas. I forgot Dallas. You're, you're, Do they have the upside of a four seed? Do they have an upside of a four seed? Maybe, but that feels like an absolutely everything goes right scenario and everything never goes right. Some <laughs> things will go wrong for those other teams. So seventh feels like about right, but... As Dave and Roz said, they're still working to redo this roster a little bit. And if that if they hit that, then the ceiling goes up. As we continue to wait for Carl Anthony Towns to sit down with us, Dave, when we're talking about four or even six, seven, eight, when we look at past LeBron teams, the, the thought is just get into the playoffs. Just get into the playoffs and anything can happen at that point. But is there any thought to, well, if you fall into that six, seven, eight range, that that couldn't see their goals end the way they want to? I mean, it's an arduous Western Conference. We just listed all the teams that we would consider, or some of us would consider finishing above them with good reason. But there is something to that. They were coming off the championship in the bubble, a banged up team who did have a 2-1 lead over the higher seeded Phoenix Suns in the first round. Now they lost that series. Anthony Davis went out with a groin injury. Uh, Alex Caruso was on the team at the time. He got injured as well, but with LeBron James managing the approach and certainly instilling confidence in this group, I wouldn't count out a, a special run. And guess what? Last year, it all fell off the cliff, went off the rails, whatever analogy you want to use. But going into the year, LeBron told his team, like, we're going to be like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We may take our licks during the regular season, mm. but when it comes to playoff time, we're going to lock in and make a run. Maybe that prediction from LeBron was just a season too soon, and he can do that this year. Maybe I'm too optimistic or bullish right now on the Lakers because I just spoke with Darvin Ham this week, and I was feeling his energy. He's someone that I think, you know, commands respect. When you speak to him, you sense his seriousness, and that that he means what he says. And so a huge X factor to what the Lakers are actually going to be is how he can get the best out of Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. And so I, I asked him about that and he said there were a few things he was looking at for Russ to be put into positive situations and that was going to be Russ told him he was going to be serious, a pit bull and a tyrant on defense. He plans to hold him to that. He said he wants to put Russ in situations where they can beat the defense down the floor transition and more pace will help him and then the overall concept for Russ's game is him in totality not just when he has the ball in his hands so he's talking to Russ about be serious about setting screens you're going to take a lot of corner threes oh and they've already connected and he thought that was really important telling him to forget about last year forget about how people piled on you commit to doing this with me well, as someone who covered Darvin Ham when he was in Milwaukee, when you do speak to Darvin, it makes you want to run through a wall for him. He has that presence about him. But you also need one, Russell Westbrook's buy-in, which mm -hmm. it does seem like Darvin Ham is getting and continuing to work on getting. But then there's also just an ability level. So if these are the thoughts, seeing it in, in concept is one thing. Seeing it come to fruition will be another. And speaking of coming to fruition, how about Carl Anthony Towns coming to fruition on this show? He will join us in just a matter of minutes and Sue Bird 
Diana Taurasi, the final meeting. Well, maybe. Do not miss Roz on what these two legends have meant to the sport. And did you guys hear what Darius Garland said? Are we sleeping on the Cavaliers heading into this season? We're talking about breakout teams in just a little bit as NBA Today rolls on. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So impressed with what Carl Anthony Towns has done. He can do it all. The guy is outrageously talented. There, I think, with the best shooting big man of all time. And- Carl Anthony Towns, he was the first pick in the 2015 NBA draft. He went on to win Rookie of the Year. And since then, he's also made two All-NBA teams, and he's been an All-Star three times. And we now welcome in the man of the hour, Mr. Carl Anthony Towns, fresh off of signing his extension with the Wolves. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you so much for being here. I I just want to start right there. What does this extension mean to you, particularly as the Wolves continue to be on the come up here? Uh, it means the world. I think that the fact that this organization believes in me, sees me in their master plan, and sees me in their plan for years to come, uh, it just means the world. I'm honored and privileged to be able to wear a Wolves jersey for much longer. Absolutely. I, I, I have to tell you, I've never met someone who pronounces organization the way that I do, like with an E-Y-E in the middle. So uh, notice that tipping a hat to you. Um, Kat, you've played a good chunk of your time, though, at center. But this offseason, the team made some moves. They traded for three-time Defensive Player of the Year in Rudy Gobert. What was your reaction when that trade went down? I was uh, I was in London. I was working out, and my phone was off. So when I walked back upstairs into the hotel room, um, my girl was like, did you hear the news? And I was like, what, what were you talking about? And uh, she said, oh, Rudy, you guys got Rudy. I didn't know what she was talking <laughs> about. I was completely confused. I was under, I was like, oh, we signed Rudy, Rudy Gay. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. And then she was like, no, no, Rudy Gobert. And, um, I was excited, you know, just, uh, I didn't know what was happening, but I was, I just saw the, the vision of us both twin towers out there, mm. what he could do defensively, uh, what I can do offensively. And we all putting that together for one organization, one team. Uh, I think it's going to be very different. The NBA hasn't seen something like this. It's going to be unique. Yeah. And, 
it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. Well, what do we think of Twin City Towers? Is that a nickname that we're working with? Do we like that? Are we still workshopping? We got to work on that one. Right. We're going to have to work. We're going to workshop it. I'll keep thinking. I'll keep working we'll on it. We'll get the Wolves PR on it. There so. you go. Uh, Sarah's going to yeah. be on it. So, so does Rudy's acquisition then just sort of automatically mean, are, are you a, a full-time power forward now? I don't think so. Uh, mm. I think with my versatility, I could do whatever is needed for the team. So uh, I think there's going to be times where I'm playing the four. Rudy's going to be the five. I think there's going to be times where Rudy, you know, whatever the case may be, he may be playing four, I'll be playing five. Or what happens if Rudy goes out the game? One of us in foul trouble, possibly. Most likely will be me. Um, I'll probably be the center and he'll, you know, we'll have to move around the team around, but we're going to have so much versatility, you know. Yeah. Al Anderson also there with his size. I think that we're going to just be one of those really big teams, especially with Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've heard he grew an inch. I'm just telling you, that's what he t- I've been hearing. So. Oh, there you go. And not to mention Anthony Edwards isn't exactly short. Uh, what do you say that you said that, you know, no one has seen this in the NBA before? We've seen glimpses of like an Anthony Davis and a DeMarcus Cousins right on the court together in New Orleans. What do you say to folks who question a team's ability to build around two big men in the modern NBA? Just watch us. Watch us do it. <laughs> Simple as that. I think that there's no other explanation needed. I don't think that uh, we need to all, all of us need to get in the history lesson or whatever the case may be. This is something different, you know, um, with his defensive ability, his size of my ability to shoot the basketball and, and, and do the things I could do and the things he could do, uh, you know, we're possibly talk about one of the best meshes together of the big men of this kind of way of playing, you know, mm-hmm. having two big I don't think anyone's have, I've seen a, a mesh and, and the kind of talents we possess together. Um, and it's going to be really fun, and I'm really excited to see how it works out. I'm looking forward to seeing you both on the court as well. Have you guys taken the court together at all thus far? Have you been working out together? Uh, we've we've been a, we, we've been a constant communication yeah. and text, and, but we really haven't gotten on the court with each other. But when it does, it's going to be, uh, I think everyone's going to want to watch. Uh, have you picked up any French from him in those text message conversations yet? <laughs> nope. Bonjour is all I got for him. I put it on Twitter. That's all I got for him. Bonjour. Um, petit peu. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get a little bit more. Um, let's talk about another teammate of yours, Anthony Edwards. As you all continue to play together, what's his ceiling, do you think, in this league? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. His ceiling's whatever he wants it to be. I think the sky's the limit for him. His talent level speaks for itself. Uh, people question his jumper. Uh, his first year in NBA, last year he comes to shoot the best shooting uh, splits of his career. So um, 
you know, he picked up his jumper so much and, you know, he's just getting better. I think with experience, mm. he's understanding how to get to his spots even easier. He's, he's understanding double teams, you know. When you're that talented, you should be expecting double teams. And if they're not triple teaming you, they're not respecting you enough. So um, I tell him that all the time. And I think that he's uh, he's on his way to greatness. You know, I think that the, the, the ceiling for him, there really isn't a ceiling. He, he's the one who's going to have to construct the ceiling for himself. Mm, interesting. He told us on this show that his goal is to be Defensive Player of the Year this year, but I think Rudy might have something to say about that and something to say about this next question. How do you think you and Ant can become the consensus best duo in the NBA this season? Uh, go out there, play at a, a, a level that hasn't been seen since Shaq and Kobe, if possible, and... Uh, do what we do best. I think that we just need to continue being ourselves and, uh, and raise our games all around. And, you know, with him playing the uh, defensive player of the year and for me, uh, continue to develop my game offensively, defensively, all around, sharpen all my skills, get even sharper, get even better, uh, even better shooting splits. So I have a lot of work to do. He has a lot of work to do, but we could come together and we, we continues, continuously grow and commit to each other and commit to this organization and commit to winning. Uh, we, we could be right there. We could be right there, not only for best duos. You know, we could be talking about our team being one of the best teams in the NBA, and that's even more important. Shaq and Kobe, nice. Set the bar low. Good, good work there, Kat. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, potentially, than individual accolades, though, what is your postseason expectation for this team this year? I said it in the press conference. I'll say it again. I think when you make a trade like we made for Rudy Gobert, I think all the fans of Minnesota uh, are expecting the same thing, championship or bust. Um, that's not to set expectations crazy high, but it's true. I mean, I think that we're all in agreement when you make a trade like that and, and when you uh, are acquiring the pieces like we are, uh, there's there's no settling for anything less. Uh, no, the fans are not going to be happy about oh, we made it to the second round and we lost in game seven or third round and lose, you know, it has to be, you know, you know, they want this, they want to see a championship in there. They're, the city's yearning for a championship. Everyone wants to win a championship. This organization is looking for a championship, but they want it as bad as ever. So we got to go out there and get the job done. Mm. Lastly, Kat, before I let you go, just looking back at your journey, you've been through a lot. You've grown so much on the court. What advice would 26-year-old Carl Anthony Towns sitting in front of me give 18-year-old Carl Anthony Towns knowing what you know now? Um, dang, that's a great question. Um, just keep, keep believing in yourself. Keep trusting everything that comes around, the good and the bad. Embrace it. Learn from it. Uh, and just, just stay who you are. You know, I think that since I've been in the league, I've been told more times than not to change who I am to fit a narrative or to fit a, a, a storyline that could help others, I guess, perceive me in the way they want to. Um, but just to continue to just give myself even more confidence when I was 18, just to continue being who I was and not change because these people want me to change so I could be the mold of what they think mm -hmm. I should be. Uh, I think a lot of times in the world, we're told to be someone or something that we're not or that we don't need to be because I feel like everyone has different upbringings and different backgrounds where they feel that that's what you need to be to be successful. But 18-year-old cat, you know, especially for me at 26, like, you know, people are trying to tell you how to be successful, but never forget you already are successful. 
you know, they're yeah. telling you something that they haven't achieved and they don't know yet. So just stay to who I was, stay to who who, we, who I am and um, continue to work on being the best man and being the best player I could be. From the outside looking in, it seems like staying true to yourself, Carl, has worked out just, just <laughs> all right for you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. I know your father is floating around in the background, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Towns. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> allowing Carl to have a little bit of time with us. Best of luck this season. I have a feeling we're going to be spending a whole lot of time in Minnesota. Definitely, definitely. Wolves back. <laughs> Wolves are back. Still to come on NBA Today. Might the Cavaliers be back? Because Darius Garland said what about Cleveland's ceiling this year? Are we sleeping on the land? Hmm. Plus, do not miss Zach and Roz on what Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird have meant to the WNBA. Two absolute legends. And find out why Bucks rookie Marjan Beauchamp is already a legend. Some must-see feel-good video that you have got to stay tuned for in just a little bit. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. You know all the regulars that are in front of the camera on this show, but our production staff, that's who really is the people. They're the people that make NBA Today what it is. And so we have a producer on the show. His name is Mike. And Mike, Mike is a lifelong Cavaliers fan. And you can see, look how cute he is. I think he's, yeah, age 10, Mike, in his Cavs t-shirt at the White House. So when LeBron said this. Cleveland! This is for you! Oh! So, uh, Mike took that as, Mike, this is for you. And he was really excited about it. So June 19th, 2016, it was the greatest day of Mike's life. Uh, keep in mind that Mike got engaged last Friday. Still the greatest day of his life. So it will be no surprise to you that this next segment, it was pitched by, you guessed it, it was pitched by Mike. Uh, I'm not even sure Mike has as lofty expectations for his beloved Cavs as Darius Garland does, though. I think we're coming back with a chip on our shoulder. Uh, we know that we proved everybody that we belong there, uh, and I think we can get even better. I think we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals next year for sure. And uh, I mean, we all in. We all ready to rock and roll. So we're gonna see. I mean, you just you gotta love the confidence, right? So we're just gonna start right there because he said it. Uh, are the Cavs going to the Eastern Conference Championships? I don't think so, but it wouldn't shock me if they were a second-round team next year. Look at the young teams that have made deep runs the last couple of years. Atlanta Hawks, the Grizzlies. Why not the Cavs? I, okay, but Eastern Conference <laughs> Okay, round. I would second say round. I would say it'd be really hard for them to make the ECF, and, okay. and mostly because um, there's, it's just so crowded in the East. You know, the Celtics went to the finals, and then they got bad, better. They added okay. Brogdon and, and Gallinari. I think the Bucks are the Bucks. The Heat right. are the Heat. So no, 76ers. Uh, Zach. Zach. Too deep. Zach. <laughs> Yes, no. I was told to be quick, so I'll just say I'll just say no. Okay, thank you. Gosh, someone follows instructions around here. Um, no, but that's not so crazy, I think, is what I've, I've gathered from this panel, because they are on the up and up. So considering they are on the up and up, they're rising. Year two of Evan Mobley, a star in the making, or potentially already there. Jared Allen, certainly a star in his own hair, right? Uh, plenty of young, solid pieces around those two and Garland. So, Roz, lead us off here. What is the ceiling for the Cavs, you think? Well, certainly getting out of the play-in. I mean, and also when you ask these players yeah. these questions, right, what do you expect them to say? I think we're going to make a deep run to the first round. Um, I liked to see the confidence out of Darius Garland. This was, he was an all-star for the first time last year. 
hey, expect jumps. Last year, they doubled their win total. Yep. You know, they had three people step up. And this is a key moment, I think, for the chemistry and storytelling of a team's trajectory over the course of years. They had three key players. You had Mobley, um, Jared Allen, you had Garland, all in Cleveland at the All-Star Win the Skills Contest. And that was an important bonding moment for them. They've established a culture. And how much you can't go years being quote-unquote ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. They are tired of being little brother, and at least I'm happy to see the confidence that they're stepping up and saying, we want to contend. Dave? I think second round, and I think all the reasons why Roz just said it, you throw in Karis LeVert, you throw in Ricky Rubio, let's not forget Kevin Love, who really has taken to that six-man role. Yep. J.B. Bickerstaff is an up-and-coming, rising young coach in this league as well. A lot to like there, and you know, you use the term, Malika, you gotta love it. I actually texted with a member of the Cavs front office, and, that, and I said, hey, we're gonna be talking about Garland's statement on the show. Literally, that was his quote, you have to love it. You <laughs> love the confidence coming from his young talent there. Zach? Okay, now I get to say something nice about Cleveland just saying <laughs> no to their conference finals ambitions. Look, if all goes to plan, the top four in the East is Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, which would put the Cavs ceiling at something like fifth, sixth, or seventh. I think Toronto yep. is really solid at fifth with an upside. Chicago solid. Brooklyn, who the hell knows what's going to happen with Brooklyn. But here's the thing. The Cavs are young and talented and on the rise. We didn't even mention Colin Sexton. Let's mm. say they resolve that and he becomes a valuable player on the team. Maybe a six man, who knows? They're suddenly pretty deep. They brought Rubio back and Dave nailed it before. Things don't go according to plan all the time in the NBA. One of those four top teams takes an injury at the wrong time yep. and all of a sudden the Cavs could be the Hawks from two seasons ago. So I don't think it's as insane and crazy as Darius Garland made it seem or as, as we initially reacted to it. I think it's unlikely, but they have a, they have a chance to make some noise if they get a couple breaks. I, I completely agree with you. It's not insane. It's not crazy. I agree with your consensus top four. We went through those on the show, our top five in the East yesterday. No one that had the, the Cavs there, but one injury. A couple of Brooklyn falls apart, blah, 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 and all of a sudden... Oh, hello, Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but I like this. This is dark horses. This is people, teams, players who maybe have something to prove and can punch above their weight. So I just want to pick one team, Dave, from each conference that you see as the breakout squad that will turn heads. I'll start with the Western Conference, go with the L.A. Clippers. They didn't make the playoffs last year, yeah, but I look like at that. what they have and if they can be healthy with their stars, and they've really built up that surrounding cast around Ty Lue. That's my team. In the West and in the East, this will make my boys at the spot back home happy. Let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers. They're not necessarily a dark horse, but they have not made the conference finals in the process era, and they have my MVP from last year and Joel Embiid. You give Harden a true offseason to get healthy and work with that coaching staff. I love of Tyrese Maxey and some of the other young pieces there. Uh, I, I like the Sixers to, to maybe make that next step this upcoming year. Ross? I, I'm with you on the Clippers in the West. You know, they could go from the losing in the play-in to making a deep run this season. A lot of that has to do with health of players and, and influx of new. Anytime you get Kawhi back, you're suddenly a contender. Anytime you bring in John Wall, I mean, that's that's veteran talent that you put there. There's, there's also other players that you now have to make it all work with. And if there's any coach that I trust to do that, it's Ty Lue, who has been one of the top coaches in this league for years. Um, so on the other side for the East, 
I think there's a lot of room for up for the Hawks. I mean, they probably made the biggest jump backwards last season from going to the Eastern Conference Finals to a first-round exit. And I think what's exciting me about that team is this dynamic backcourt we might see between DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. You know, both of them like to pass the ball. They're top assist makers. But I see Trey Young already working with Steph Curry's trainer, you know, potentially thinking about more life off of the ball as a shooter. DeJounte could take some pressure off of Trey. Trey doesn't have to be the floor general, the playmaker, the shot creator, and the shot maker all in one. He can do that and also set the tone for culture around defense. And I also want to point this out about DeJounte. He's a good guy for culture. Like, he gives respect. He gets it back. And I think when you lead with defense, too, and he's a triple-double threat, it's good for any team. Zach? I wish I was in studio to boo both of you for your two obvious picks. The Clippers, the, we all know the Clippers are going to win like 20 more games next year. Boo, boo, boo. I'm going New Orleans Pelicans, who were 10 games under 500. True get Zion back, had a nice little playoff, taste of playoff experience. Pelicans in the East, I feel like I'm going to throw up in my mouth just Don't a little do bit. It. But how about the New York Knicks? Oh. Eight games under 500 last year. Just signed Jalen Brunson. The Hawks are too obvious. The Bulls are already good. The Raptors are good. Already good. Knicks. There you go. There's some non-obvious picks. Boo to all of you. <laughs> how are the Pelicans not obvious? And they were. They, the they gave the Suns all they, they could take in the first round. The tournament. Zion's would be held. Come on. You gotta Zion. fight. Boo. Remember, <laughs> Willie? You gotta fight. Hey, I, I, I. You know what? I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at the Knicks. I'm not mad at the Hawks. I think I would have gone Hawks, but I'm, I'm not mad at it. Thank you, Malika. You know what else I'm not mad at? What? Well, actually, I'm a little mad at it. It could be the <laughs> final showdown between Tarasi and Bird, two absolute yeah. legends of the sport. We're going to get into all of that when we return. Gosh, I'm actually a little sad. Though. I know. I'm a little sad about it. Legends. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a program that has generated some of the biggest stars. One of the all-time greats in this league. So unlike Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, I'm not on the Mount Rushmore of WNBA players. Roz asked me in the break if I like words. I love words. I'm the person that reads a book, and when I find a new word, I write it down on the apps, on the note apps in my phone. So that means that the game that I am best at, that I want to be on the Mount Rushmore of, it would be Scrabble. Do you know that this is the highest possible scoring word in Scrabble? Oxyfenbutazone. So this is a type of non-steroid anti-inflammatory drug. You can net 1,778 points for it. I never have. Now it is my goal. But for this lead-in on Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, I'm going to choose a shorter word, and that word is era. It's only worth three points, but it means so much more. It's a long and distinct period of history with a particular feature or characteristic, and this era 
of the WNBA. It has a different definition. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. I'll be able to accomplish any of my goals or if I continue to work hard and, and really improve on my game. That's something I'm going to have to do. But I'm aware of that, so just go from there. I don't know. Hopefully good things will happen. Tarazzi for three. He carries it. Some people are saying you are the future of women's basketball. Are you? Um, we'll see. <laughs> First pick, the Seattle Storm select, Sue Bird. The Phoenix Mercury select, Diana Taurasi. And the Seattle Storm has won their first ever WNBA title. The Mercury have their first world championship. taken the game of basketball to that next level and shown younger players how to play the game, what it takes, what you got to bring every single night. She's a fighter. Be smart. Get your hand up. When people think about the history of women's basketball in college and in the WNBA, she's an icon. Karasi with a dagger. Sue's everything. I feel like she's the best player who's ever played the game. You really can't speak to how hard it is to do what she's doing at the level that she's been doing for as long as she's been doing it. Let's go! She's a legend. She is the Kobe Bryant of the WNBA. <laughs> Tarasi for the record! It's a testament to her work ethic, to her commitment to the game. great that when we're all done with this and we retire, we can look back whether we were teammates or competitors. Her family is going to go beyond basketball. And I think our longevity that we're still here now, it speaks a little bit to that, but also just wanting to be the best at all times. Alexander Nolan did a really great job with that piece. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, they're going to meet for the 46th time tonight. We're back here with Zach and Roz. And Zach, we, we've worked together for quite a bit now, and I'm not sure I've ever heard you speak more glowingly about anyone as you do when you speak about Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. Why is that? As a Connecticut resident and basketball fan, a guy who grew up in this state, uh, I fell in love with the UConn women's team. Sue and Diana are just all-timers, and they're just, you know, Sue is the all-time best point guard, Steve Nash of the WNBA, the all-time leader and teammate, and Diana, I think, redefined the style and panache that was possible in the WNBA, and they, together they have helped with lots of other stars, lift the WNBA to new heights. They just, I mean, you saw all... The accomplishments, it's ridiculous. All the winning they've done, they're on, they're out, on the Mount Rushmore. 
and I'm taking my wife next week to Sue's last game, potentially last game in Connecticut. I might break my own rule and wear this bad boy to Seattle Storm at Connecticut Sun. But, uh, you know, they're, the, they're two of the, the best ever, and you're right. I, I just can't, I can't talk about them rationally. Two of the best ever. It's totally, I accept you wearing that jersey as long as you wear a T-shirt underneath. Um, Roz, <laughs> you played the game at an incredibly high level, three Final Fours at Stanford. What single attribute do you think best define each of these players' games? Well, you know, with Zach really kind of focusing on their excellence and contribution on the court, I'll take it to another side and kind of focus on what they've meant to the game and to the culture at large. I would say a defining characteristic would be their authenticity. And I remember, I'm from Queens, I used to watch Sue Bird, she played at Christ the King, you know, and, and Diana Taurasi was just watching her, what she made you feel when she hit a dagger. Both of them are themselves. Diana Taurasi yelling at a ref, going ham on another player on the court, or Sue Bird being really witty and funny. I liked that changeup because for a while there, women's elite athletes were being story told as nice girls and good girls and all we do is, you know, positive things. And these were true personalities. And then on top of that, I mean, the, the impact they make on the culture, they have transcended the game just recently, like this year for WNBA 2K, both of them are on the cover of it. And you also talk about how they've stepped up as leaders in serious situations. Sue Bird is a member of the WNBPA as a vice president, made huge progress and worked with everyone to get that CBA going. And I think it was really key, especially during that 2020 season when the nation was in racial and social unrest, two white athletes, mm. mega stars, stepping up as advocates as well uh, during those times. So they have transcended the game, and it's really sweet, too, because they've done it as besties. They've transcended the game. We were talking about it uh, when that piece was rolling, that Diana Taurasi in particular, she is just the definition of a stone cold winner. That woman knows what it takes to win. Uh, that is going to be a little bit emotional, watching them go head to head once again, perhaps for the final time. Someone we have yet to see, though, on the court, Marjan Beauchamp, a new member of the Milwaukee Bucks. He has a story that you need to hear coming up after this. With the 24th pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Marjan Beauchamp. This young man has a tremendous, tremendous story. Everything I had to go through, all the adversity and no one believing in me, you know, this is special. You know, I learned that I'm a warrior, you know, you know, you can just throw me out there and I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And I just want to, I just want to be great. I mentioned that Marjan Beauchamp has a tremendous story on draft night, and when I said that, I meant that he experienced homelessness at one point in his life, which makes it even cooler that, as you can see here, he came from zero, came from nothing, which is why he wears the number zero, but those days appear to be over because he was able to buy his mom a house, fulfilling a promise he made back on April 7th when he tweeted, that he's going to be buying his mother a house. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. I want everybody in this room that knows somebody they love, knows somebody in their family, or maybe themselves, that's battled cancer to please stand. Well, take a look at this room. 
It doesn't matter race, religion. It'll bring you to your knees. There's only one way to beat it, my friends. We gotta raise dollars and give the oncologists a fighting chance. So people out there go to V.org and make a donation. An incredible speech from Dick Vitale at the ESPYs in honor of his incredible spirit. The V Foundation for Cancer Research has a generous donor who is matching V Foundation donations up to a total of $1 million. So go to v.org slash donate to give and learn more about the matching donation. Welcome back to NBA Today. That's gonna do it for us. And actually it's gonna do it for us for a little while because we have no show for all of next week. All of us are gonna be taking just a little bit of a break. So we will see you in early August and see what kind of mayhem goes down in the league between now and then. <laughs>